I'm Chloe Potter, and this is Vision Vibes, the podcast that hopes to give you inspiration and tools to live a more satisfying life. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of the interview series Direct Talk. If you enjoy listening, you can head to the NHK World website to watch. You'll find interviews with people from all walks of life. I found this episode to be a wake-up call. I hope you do too. Today's guest is Harvard professor Steven Pinker, an experimental cognitive psychologist whose latest bestseller exploring rationality sits in a stream of books and studies that demonstrate just how bad human beings are at being rational. We're programmed to trust our intuition over the facts, and confirmation bias means that we seek out the evidence to support our intuitive beliefs, and we choose to dismiss or filter out any information that contradicts them. Then, when we're challenged, our beliefs cement yet further, and if our beliefs begin to form part of what we see as our identity, it becomes even harder for us to be persuaded away from them. I recognize that in my marriage there is one rationalist and one intuit, and I think you can probably guess which one I am. I love to believe in all the magic of life. I love to feel a sense of awe, to believe that there is all sorts of wonder that we don't yet understand. I'm also passionately, instinctively committed to my politics. Listening to Stephen, I see that I do need to be careful, not cynical, but careful, and that as with all things in life, balance is the key. Enjoy listening to Stephen. Here's narrator Hannah Barnes. I'll meet you on the other side. With mistrust of government and media growing worldwide, society is increasingly divided. For Harvard University professor Steven Pinker, the cause is irrational ideas, which have no basis in objective facts. It's a subject he tackles in his recent best-selling book, Rationality, What It Is, Why It Seems Scarce, Why It Matters. What does Pinker mean by rationality, and how can we judge if our thoughts and beliefs are rational? I define rationality as the use of knowledge to attain goals. That is, rationality is not just saying true true sentences, because there are infinite number of sentences that are true that we wouldn't consider to be rational. If I just said... Uh, one plus two is less than 40 million. Well, that's true, but who cares? Uh, rationality means using your knowledge to try to uh, attain something, whether it is health or peace or even just truth itself. Right, if I were to say, this is why you should believe it. This is why it's true. This is why it is actually objectively correct. And you agree that that's the discussion that we're having, you've already agreed to that rationality is the most important thing. But more practically, we know that people who are more rational, that is, who make fewer errors in logic and in probability and statistics, they are healthier, they are, uh, they have better lives, they're less likely to lose their jobs, to get into accidents. Um, And there's 
reason to believe that society is better for people when we have more rationality. Pinker believes that rationality is the driving force behind human development. What makes rationality so important? That objectively speaking, on average, life has gotten better over the decades. We live longer. It used to be that life expectancy at birth was 30. Now in wealthy countries, it's more than 80. It used to be that there were uh, wars that killed millions of people. Now wars are very rare. It used to be there were famines. Now famines are um, much rarer. It used to be everyone was illiterate. Now majority of the population is literate. So in many different measures, life has gotten better. Now why? It's not because uh, the universe is likes human beings and tries to make things better. Quite the contrary. The laws of nature try to grind us down, like, like COVID. Um, the only reason that life has gotten better is that people have applied their rationality to improving life. How do we fight disease? How do we grow food? How do we prevent war? Uh, and when communities of people apply rationality to solve these problems, sometimes they can succeed. And when we remember the successes, try not to repeat our mistakes, then the world as a whole can get better. So that's uh, the third reason why rationality is important. Steven Pinker was born in Montreal, Canada. A global authority on psychology, he is well known for his research on how the brain learns languages. His work puts him in frequent contact with prominent intellectuals, from Noam Chomsky to the Dalai Lama. In 2004, Time magazine listed him as one of the world's 100 most influential people. Pinker has pointed out that the human brain is instinctively programmed to undermine rationality. Our species was not born with scientific knowledge. We have intuitions that are helpful in surviving. Some of those intuitions have been proven wrong by science. For example, when we deal with each other as people, we assume that other people have a mind, not just a body. Uh, we don't treat each other like robots. But from there, uh, it's easy to make the additional step that a mind can exist separately from the body. And so people believe in ghosts and extrasensory perception and clairvoyance. Um, it's only if you know the science, the science of the brain, the science of uh, the senses, that you realize that all of mental life is just is brain activity. Uh, but many people have not really absorbed that scientific knowledge, so they fall back on, on the intuitions. Or we know that, uh, that our own plans always have a purpose. We, do, we go into the kitchen to get food. We go to the car to go to the store. Everything we do, we do for a future goal. Well, that makes sense. That's the way we run our lives. But from there, it's easy to think that the universe as a whole has a goal, that nothing happens for a reason, that astrology is true, what the positions of the stars are when you were born, that there's a plan for us. Uh, and so people will, uh, you know, unless they have a good scientific understanding and they know that statistically coincidences happen all the time, they'll naturally think that every coincidence 
has a reason behind it. Science is the product of mankind's continuous pursuit of rationality. We can't expect everybody to understand all its complexities, but we need to be able to trust in it. So we have our, our the way the brain evolved is not with complete scientific understanding. That has to be learned, and it is incomplete, especially when people, in order to accept the findings of science, have to really trust the scientific establishment. Because none of us are know enough science really to understand it completely. I take an antibiotic when I have an infection, not because I really understand how antibiotics work, but my doctor says they work, and he studied biology, and I trust medicine. I trust biology. Now, when people don't trust institutions, and we know that trust in institutions has been going down. If they say, "I don't believe what scientists say," "I don't believe what the government says," "I don't believe what journalism says," then they'll fall back on their primitive intuitions, and they won't accept the scientific establishment. A lot of reasoning is motivated. That is, we don't follow a step-by-step set of reasoning and uh, say, "Well, that's where it arrives at, so that's what I will believe." That's not the way most of us behave. It's rather we know what we'll believe. And then we make sure that the reasoning will lead to that belief. It could be to show how、uh, how wise we are, how knowledgeable, how good, how competent, or it could be to show how wise, how knowledgeable, how competent our group is, our tribe, our political party, our religion, and so people use their rationality. To try to prove something that they want to be true, and a lot of the irrationality in the world today is people not basing their beliefs on the evidence, but twisting the evidence so it supports what they want to believe. Especially in the political world, where the people on the left want everything to prove that the left is correct, the people on the right want everything to prove that the right is correct. Today, the internet is present in every aspect of our lives, but conspiracy theories and fake news are making us give up the expectation that society will become more democratic. Pinker says we can nurture rationality by engaging with objective facts and fostering open debate. Well, it's often difficult to be、um, perfectly rational in your life because our minds were. Formed in an environment before there was science, before there was journalism, before there were data. So the easiest thing is to fall back on anecdotes, memories, examples. It's sometimes called the availability bias. Namely, in assessing danger or risk, we kind of think of the last example. Oh, it happened to a friend, so it must be very common. Or I can't think of anyone. Who had that kind of、uh, experience? So it's very rare, and so people, for example, think that traveling by plane is dangerous because everyone remembers 9/11, everyone remembers terrible plane crashes. Far more people are killed in cars, car crashes, but because you can't think of a particular car crash, they're not reported in the news. Unless you know someone who was hurt in a car crash, you'll think it's perfectly safe. 
One way to deal with cognitive biases is simply to make people more aware of them, uh, and the opposite, namely the models of correct reasoning from probability, from logic, from game theory, and so on. So I think that schools should teach the major tools of rationality, like logic, like probability, like statistics, like co distinguishing causation from correlation. So that's one part. Second part is that we should try to change our norms of debate, conversation, editorials, arguments, uh, toward an, an attitude of, that prioritizes rationality, of looking at evidence, of not trying to push for a position uh, to win an argument as if it was a sport, uh, or to show how strong and courageous you are, there should be more of an expectation that we're all fallible, we all have to look at the evidence and change our mind as the evidence comes in. Now that can't be legislated uh, from by the government, it has to be a kind of social norm that we all encourage in the way that we argue, in the way that we uh, evaluate any position. And he says there are other steps which we can collectively take for the sake of rationality. Finally, we have to strengthen our institutions that promote rationality. Where are the, when I try to solve the puzzle of how our species could do such amazingly rational things, like eliminate smallpox and get to the moon and invent COVID vaccines and smartphones and and, and um, jet travel. Uh, it isn't because any single individual was such a genius that they were able to do it by themselves, because we're all imperfect. It's because we belong to communities where people can criticize each other, they can pool their knowledge, uh, and if one person is irrational, someone else can point it out. Even if everyone is irrational about their favorite beliefs, when you express a belief and other people can criticize it, the whole community can see what's wrong with the position. What do I mean by these institutions? Well, science is an example where there is open debate, there's peer review, there is the demand for empirical testing. In science, you don't have a science king who says, here is the truth and you have to believe me. Anyone can criticize anyone else. And even the most brilliant Nobel Prize winning scientist, if he or she wants to publish his findings in a journal, it still is reviewed by other scientists. Uh, and if someone has an idea, they've got to produce the data that defend it. But it's not just science, it's also responsible journalism, where a journalist has an editor. And most newspapers now have fact checkers, where you can't just publish anything you want. In democracies, we have debate, where one politician proposes something, another politician can question him or criticize him. We need a free press. All of those social institutions are what allow us to be collectively more rational than any of us is individually. We asked Steven Pinker to leave us with some words which are close to his heart. Problems are inevitable. Problems are solvable. Solutions create new problems, which must be solved in their turn. 
This is a saying from the physicist David Deutsch that I remember and try to uh, live by, that the universe does not try to make us happy. Uh, there is no such thing as a situation that is perfect. There will always be problems. But unless some arrangement violates the laws of science, it can be attained given the right knowledge. We, this is not just a theory, but we have seen it happen as we have reduced the cost of war, of famine, of disease, of early death, of poverty. Uh, but we will never have a utopia. We'll never have a perfect world because every solution creates new problems. So human life is a constant process of identifying problems and using knowledge to solve them. In our polarizing world, it's clear that we all need to stay open to changing our mind, to channel the energy of scientists in a lab, challenging our beliefs and scrutinizing our own opinions. There's a well-known maxim that sums up this healthy approach. Strong beliefs, loosely held. I intend to become more self-aware about the tendency to create an ever smaller echo chamber of existence for myself. We all tend to choose to spend time with people who confirm our beliefs. We scroll through the Google results until we find the one that appeals the most. Not only that, but the results we see are selected by algorithms designed to send us more of what we like, compounding the problem yet further. We even experience a rush of dopamine and genuine pleasure when we process information that supports our beliefs. I'm hoping that by being aware of all of this, and choosing to make some different choices, to spend more time with people who challenge me, to choose to read the Google result that least appeals, to avoid tying my beliefs to my identity, will all help me to increase my daily dose of rational and prevent me from being that tedious bore who loudly knows nothing but won't change their mind. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I'm Chloe Potter. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.